Hello, and welcome to the Writers and Illustrators of the Future podcast. This is John Goodwin, your host. Today's guest is Writers of the Future winner, Preston Dennett. Welcome, Preston. Hey, thanks for having me on. And, th- and first of all, congratulations for winning. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy. I can't even tell you. So um, yours is one of the, the most amazing success stories. So how long have you been entering the contest? I've entered the contest, gosh, I mean, I started back in 1986 um, and entered 12 times all the way up to 1992 and got all rejections, actually, and gave up. Uh, it was real tough. I really thought I was going to win and kind of just knew I could do it, but it didn't happen. And I was very discouraged uh, for a long time. But, you know, the years rolled by and yeah. 17 years rolled by and I still wanted to be a science fiction writer. I thought, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'd better start. So I remembered the contest and I went and I found the books. I'm like, wow, they're still, it's still going on. And I bought them all and I read every single story. I read every single story in all of anthologies and uh, started entering again. Got rejected once, twice, three times, fourth time, <laughs> got um, my first honorable mention, and I think it was entry 16 or 17, and couldn't stop me from that point. I was ready to go. That's amazing. So now there's um, there was a few years of of non-entry there. So like, what happened? Was there was there like any type of detour or sidetrack or? Yeah, actually, you know, I I I grew up wanting to be a science fiction writer. I knew it since a, a very young age. Yeah. Uh, my mom had given me Clifford Sinek's book, Mastodonia, and that hooked me. Uh, but after not being able to do it, I started having success with nonfiction. I wrote a UFO article, of all things, for the local newspaper, and it got the front page. I thought, hey, that's cool. Yeah. And I sent an article off to a magazine, and they published it. Also got the front page. I got a $100 check. And things kind of just, you know, I'm going to write about real aliens and put this science fiction stuff in the back burner, which I really thought was going to be my destiny, but right. you know what? You have to follow the path you're given. Yeah. And uh, so that's what I did and became really successful, you know, in that particular genre. Good. So, um, so you said you've been writing since 1986, submitting? Yeah, I saw the first book in the bookstore, the Writers of the Future book, and I... Is that I, how you found out about it? That is, yeah. And I picked it up, I'm like, Wow. This is a really cool contest. It's anonymous, open only to amateurs, and that's why I was super excited about it. Right. And uh, yeah, I found about it. I uh, entered 47 times, <laughs> actually, before I finally got that call that I, one of my stories was a finalist. So tell me about that call. How did that, how did that go down? Oh, it was amazing. You know, I really <laughs> um, couldn't believe it. Uh, I uh, was at work, actually. And a phone call came through, and I'm like, hey, hello, it's Preston. You know, I'm expecting it to be a business call. And it was Joni. And uh, she's like, are you sitting down? <laughs> I'm like, y- yes, I am, you know. And I'm like, please be easy on me, Joni, because I'm kind of expecting a rejection. Uh, and uh, she's like, no, you won. You actually won second place. And I screamed out loud. My boss comes running in. <laughs> He's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm going to need a week off next year because I just won this huge contest. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was the best day ever, really. That's great. So um, 
I guess, tell me about your story. Yeah, my story is actually pretty short. It's not terribly long. I've entered a lot longer stories into the contest. Yeah. And had flat out rejections. And, you know, did eventually earn 12 honorable mentions before I finally got this one (laughs) that took second place. It's a a short science fiction story, which I would describe as a post-apocalyptic romance with time bubbles. It sort of takes place in a world that's worn out a little bit. There's a lot of aggressions. There's been a nuclear holocaust when suddenly these time bubbles appear and uh, they start trapping little bits of the world sort of frozen in place. And uh, this gentleman, the main character, Walter, his wife is inside one of the time bubbles. So that's kind of the whole setting. I can't give away too much because it's not a terribly long story. And uh, but uh, yeah, I'm delighted to see how well it's done and the reaction I'm getting. And that's uh, an awesome story. Yeah, it's a d- definitely a good story. How do you think of that idea? I mean, that's you, you talk about time bubbles like it's something I should know about. <laughs> yeah, they're in time bubbles. Like, so how'd you how'd you come up with this? Right. Well, you know, I'm a huge science fiction fan, and uh, time travel, time variations is a huge theme in science fiction. Uh-huh. And uh, it's kind of a subject I think every science fiction writer wants to tackle at some point. So I sat there and I meditated on it. And I don't know where ideas come from, really. They just kind of drop into your head. And when this one dropped in, I knew it was a winner. I mean, I knew this was a good idea. If I could just find a way to, you know, wrap the words around it, you know, find the right character, get the right setting. I tried three or four times before I felt comfortable with, you know, the setting and the character and all the elements that go into writing a story. But uh, I knew I had a good idea. Yeah. If I could just make it work. It was an awesome idea. Totally fresh. Totally fresh, which is one of the key ingredients of, of success for Rise of the Future is fresh ideas. Yeah, and I knew that you know, yeah. from reading all the books. I love the stories in the volumes. They're, I think, among the most unique out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something that's just really quirky about them, really like you say, fresh, different. They're just good. I don't mm-hmm. know how else to describe them. They're all yeah. really good, whether it's, you know, I like fantasy I, and science fiction. You know, I like all tropes, so I'm kind of easy to please in some ways. Yeah. But those books, man, there's not a dud among them. So in terms of for an aspiring writer, what's the advantage of reading the the stories in the books? Oh, there's a lot of advantages. I mean... Uh, Besides the essays from the writer judges, which is huge, and you get to read the author bios, I love that. But the mm-hmm. stories themselves show you what's kind of fresh in science fiction, what's current, and uh, what people are looking for, what sort of makes the judges resonate. And uh, yeah, I learned more really from those anthology books and from the Writers of the Future Forum than you know all of school in college mm-hmm. on, and I'm not being facetious about that that is utterly true that writers of the future forum was a gold mine for me and I got all the knowledge and inspiration I needed I was I was near to giving up again really? <laughs> when, when I was browsing the writers of the future forum and came upon this thread about not giving up because I couldn't get past the honorable mention barrier I'm like I want a semi-finalist yeah. I want a silver you know come on I want to be a finalist what's what am I doing wrong? And uh, came upon this sort of about not giving up. Because I knew I'm, you kind of can tell when you're getting good, beginning to, you know, you're starting to sell some stories perhaps to right. semi pro magazines and 
um, things like that. So I knew I was progressing. And I found this thread that said, don't give up. And I'm like, oh, this ought to be inspiring. And one guy on the thread said, don't worry, I'll never give up. I've heard the story of Topanga Canyon. Got a cold chill at that point because I grew up in Topanga Canyon. That's where I lived when I was, you know, in 1980s, 1990s, when I was sending into the contest. And uh, I'm like, all right, who's this Topanga Canyon? You know, what, what's the story? Tell me. Turns out the Topanga Canyon story is a cautionary tale about a writer who gave up. I, the editors were talking about him, magazine editors, people that were looking for him at conventions, book editors were talking about him. Everyone was wondering who was going to publish his first story. I'm like, oh, God, that's me. I just know that's me. It was a workshop taught by Dean Wesley Smith. And uh, I'm like, okay, I know who he is. He's in one of the books, <laughs> the first volume. Mm -hmm. His story, a great story. Uh, I'm going to contact him, see if this is for real. And sure enough, it was. He was very gracious, totally astounded. And uh, he's like, yeah, that's you. Mind you, I hadn't won yet. <laughs> right. Um, and here I am finding out I have this secret identity almost. Like, I was, like I'm a superhero and didn't even know it. And it was great news. I mean, I was so happy to think that, gosh, you know, my stories were good. and I didn't even know it. But I was also devastated because I'm like, God, I was there. I was there at the end of the road and I gave up. So uh, that really gave me the inspiration I needed to keep going. And boy, when I won, first thing I did was I contacted Dean Wesley Smith and I, I'm like, I've got an ending for your cautionary tale here about Topanga Canyon. I won second place. So knocked his socks flat off. That's great. That's really, really, that's, that's an amazing story. So, um, any particular major um, influencers in your life as a writer? Oh yeah, my top influence for sure would be Clifford Simak. Uh, he was the first guy, I, I'm 14 years old, I read all his books. And that was followed, of course, by Heinlein, uh, and Isaac Asimov and Arthur C. Clarke, the big three. Robert Silverberg, Roger Zelazny. You know, I loved them all, really. I lived and breathed science fiction for years, and uh, still do. Mm -hmm. uh, but definitely, I'm kind of really into that classic adventure sci-fi, that you know, like Heinlein, and I like Cymax stuff. His is the best. That's great. That's great. So, um, what can we look forward to from... On the, in the world of science fiction, what can we look forward to from you in the, in the future? Well, I've sold a bunch of stories already to a wide variety of semi-pro, a couple of pro magazines, and I'm not going to give up on that. I love short story writing. Just sold another one, so I'm happy about that, mm -hmm. uh, to a pro-level magazine. And I've got others sent out. But I'm really wanting to transition to novels, because uh, that's really what my dream has always been. And I'm got a couple started. I really want to do it right the first time. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a little nervous about it because I haven't written any novels. And uh, so really that's where I want to concentrate my energies on transitioning to novels while still sort of doing the short story craft, which I love. Good. Now, now this coming week, what are you most looking forward to? I'm looking forward to all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I really honestly am. I love meeting the other writers. I'm super excited about that. Uh, giving my speech seeing my trophy, all of that stuff. <laughs> um, but m mostly seeing my story in that book, I think, that, and you know, doing the autograph signing and holding that, and just knowing, I'm like, oh my God, 
I finally did it, and this is real. And it won't be real until I have that book in my hands right. <laughs> and can see, you know, see my illustration. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that. I dreamt about it, actually. <laughs> it's, it's, an, it's an amazing illustration. So what piece of advice would you have to offer to the aspiring writer? Don't give up, obviously. I mean, that's key. No matter how many rejections you get, no matter what anyone tells you. I had a pro-level magazine back in the 80s tell me, stop sending. You're not improving. It hurt. You know, I was, was getting some great uh, advice from some of the major editors. Stanley Schmidt gave me a personal rejection. Fantasy and science fiction. Dean Wesley Smith was very helpful. He's like, you're almost there. So don't give up is my first advice. Learn your craft, of course. Uh, find a writer's group or a forum. The Writers of the Future Forum worked for me. I would definitely recommend that. And those books have everything you need to be a short story writer in science fiction, certainly. And probably novels, I think they would work <laughs> for that, too. Because there's just so much advice from so many different judges. And, uh, yeah, I found them really invaluable. That's great. Well, I very much look forward to uh, following your career as it continues to expand now. And uh, have a great week. Hey, thanks very much. Thanks, Preston. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for our next installment of the Writers of the Future podcast. Subscribe to the Writers of the Future podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Writers and Illustrators of the Future are contests created by Elrond Hubbard to provide a means for the aspiring writer and artist to be seen and acknowledged. It is free to enter and open to new and amateur short story writers and artists of science fiction or fantasy. 